time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Now, brother, hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, one of the top call comedy writers and producers in the biz from SNL to Chris Rock to David Letterman, the joke fireballer out of the bullpen, Frank Sebastiano. We're going to be talking to Frank in just a second. First, let me thank the folks that sponsored this podcast for real. StarburnsAudio.com. Make sure you catch Stuck Inside with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith right here on uh, Starburns Audio. We got Advice Corner, Fiery Four, Pop Quiz coming. Great show. And as always, before we get to my guest, Frank Sebastiano, time for the Waterhouse Update. Brought to you by Social Distancing. Say goodbye to your friends forever with social distancing. NFL, the season is a go. Although uh, one cough and you can bet Jim Nance is going to be on a flight to Hilton Head. Roger Goodell says they're considering spacing out fans one every 20 seats. So it looks like a TED Talk on ethics in government. Robert Kraft auctioning off his Super Bowl 51 ring for charity. Kraft currently quarantined at the Orchids of Asia Spa. There's quotes around Spa. Safety, Earl Thomas's wife caught him in bed with another woman and pulled a gun on him. The wife now claims it was just her very small anti-lockdown protest. That wrap-up, sponsored by Glass and Nine, the eyeglasses that help you see stupidity coming. NBA, Michael Jordan Doc getting the kind of ratings that piss off Donald Trump. Jordan's language saltier than Luther Campbell at his own stag. But like a stray at the pound who knows it's the last set. Saturday, Jordan just keeps coming at you. Carl Malone pulled a quad just watching highlights of the Jazz lose to the Bulls. He was rushed to Salt Lake City's Our Lady of Five Wives Hospital. That wrap-up sponsored by Pandemodium. Get rid of your diarrhea in one chaotic blast with Pandemodium. UFC 249. Event was held in Jacksonville, Florida, where UFC is considered first responders. Main event, Justin Gethy pounded Tony Ferguson like Sean Hannity fighting facts. More action than a reopened hair salon in Texas. Golf! Oh, brother, PGA's tour return will involve heavy testing. Turns out the COVID virus can live for over three days on loud slacks. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1900, the place Coney Island, New York, James Jeffries KOs James Corbett for the heavyweight boxing title in 23 rounds. And you thought declawing a cat was cruel. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by Lester Holt, the guy you fast forward through when you're watching Dateline. Now, finally, it's talk time. My guest today, one of the best behind the scenes joke writers in the biz. You've heard great jokes he's written on shows like Saturday Night Live, David Letterman, The Chris Rock Show, and many more. Please welcome Frank Sebastiano. Frank, how are you today? Oh, thanks a lot, Chet. It's uh, it's great to be here. Um, a lot of comics I know love you. Uh, I know you know 
uh, Jeff Stilson. Yes, uh, yes, Jeff Stilson. Fine young kid. He's built like a whippet out of Spokane, Washington. The kid That's can exactly wield a right. one iron. He's built like a, a comedy writer. <laughs> no, he's not. He's he, he's not. He doesn't look like, like a comedy a writer. <laughs> yeah, he has the requisite depression, though. Uh, he absolutely. Yeah, he makes up for it. You know, but you know what comic hates you? Jeff Who's that? Oh, brother, you know, that I, kid. I mean, it's like it seems personal. I changed the subject. Things got uncomfortable. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You're clear I will do that. that in the future, too. Uh, I understand you just had a bit of an encounter with your own exterminator. I'm sorry. I was a little bit uh, late. Um, I uh, yeah, I uh, if you were to ask me if I wanted to give him a plug, I would uh, <laughs> I would say no. <laughs> so there's still. So I'm guessing if we listen closely enough, we can actually hear the rats still yeah, in your house. That's more of a beetle infestation, but uh, oh, oh, brother! I hope it's not those murder beetles. Don't they, uh, was, was that it? <laughs> ah, murder, murder, something or other. I mean, you know, not a lot of great things are coming out of the Pacific Rim lately. Well, I'll tell you what, though, I am excited about my uh, fantasy team. I have uh, Hang So Kim at, at shortstop from the Heroes. This is a Korean league. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. there's only one league, buddy. <laughs> Jung Ho Lee, also from the Heroes. I got him in the outfield. Uh, sure. Lefty, they call him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hyung Jung Yang from the Tigers. I, he's my ace. He's so a I, bit I, of a sidewinder. He can yeah, come from two or three angles. I think I'm stacked. And I mean, I, uh, people don't know. Me and Chet are in the same uh, South yeah. Korean fantasy baseball league. And, yeah, uh, and uh, and 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 uh, much like the South Korean government, Ho can come from three, maybe four different angles. You never know; it could be a good Kent to Culviat right off the dirt of the mound. Um, hey, I wanted to just give you a heads up. I'm doing my live stream guitar podcast, Guitarded, right now at the same time. Sure. So I hope that's okay. Um, uh, yes, yeah, that's totally Rick, cool. Anytime you got to stop for a lick, go ahead. I don't. I'm gonna it's, take. It's, go yeah. ahead. Ricky 125 smoke on the water is harder than they say. Try, try to go for the A flat in the chorus. That's nice. That guitar tip brought to you by incognito. You'd never guess we're plumbers and buckshots, the deer flavored tequila. I'm going to guess you're Italian from New York, just that, a wild stamp. Hey, I have a quick 15, uh, if that's okay, uh, Chad. I'm brought to you by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, bringing you words like reticent, wayward, hypothesis, amalgam, magenta, igloo, cretin, bellicose, camel, zither, and cockknocker since 1828. So I, I know four or five of those words. That's Yeah, and there's at least two dozen more in the book, I've, I've heard. And, uh, you know, since the new Oxford Dictionary got me too, what choice do you really have? Merriam-Webster, back to you, Chad. <laughs> Thank you. That Merriam-Webster commercial brought to you by Gentlemen Prefer Gentlemen, the All Gentlemen's Gentlemen's Club. So uh, how'd you get into the Yankees? Was it your dad family thing or did you, you know, yourself I, pick them out? I was born in the Bronx. My parents are from the Bronx. Um, my mother's family are actually huge baseball fans. and My dad likes them. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was just the team you liked growing up. Uh, the, you know, I was seven. And uh, when they uh, won the World Series, uh, actually, I was six and seven when they won the World Series. Against yeah, the I was going to say, you act like it, it's happened once or twice. Well, <laughs> you know, those are my real ones. The 90s ones were, were awesome and it was a lot of fun. But those the ones when I was a little kid, 
uh, were the ones that, uh, you know, really meant something. Yeah, those mean more because back then you don't really remember. Uh, you know, you're not aware of the fact that the athletes are, uh, you know, on steroids and screwing each other's wives and things like that. It's, it's right. pure. And also these guys were just, you know, their steroids was beer and amphetamines. Yeah, right, right. Pure. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it was a different era. You could walk to the mound on acid. And yeah, <laughs> that's a great. Have you ever seen have you ever seen the movie? Yeah. yeah, that's pretty impressive. We're referring, of course, to uh, uh, the Pirates, Doc Ellis, who uh, threw a no hitter on acid. Yeah. And then they animated his anecdote, I believe, which is uh, impressive as hell. Yeah, it's just wonderful if you could find it. Yeah. And, and uh, you can find it on that YouTube thing, which is brought to you by Gullies. When you need something smaller than a culvert, but bigger than a ditch try a gully so so now did you play ball what kind of ball did you play did you play in high school or you know it's funny uh i played a couple years in high school and stopped i really peaked in little league the first two (laughs) games of my (laughs) when i was 12 i was probably two inches shorter than i am now (laughs) when i was 12 i'm I'm five seven so it's probably like five actually probably like five four when i was 12 but that's huge for a 12 year old well no no it wasn't five three i wasn't huge I was, it was just, lanky though. I mean, you had, yeah, no, you had I, I was going chunky on. though. And I had a oh. fastball that did not uh, translate from the 46 to 60 foot switch you make at 13. <laughs> I immediately became a junk baller. And, uh, but anyway, the first two games I pitched when I was in Little League, uh, 12, you know, six inning games, pitched 12 innings, gave up one hit and struck out 30. Holy smokes! That those are Warren Spahn numbers. And then, and then my arm was never the same. <laughs> I'm t- I'm dead serious. The only 13 year old to have to undergo Frank Job surgery. Ah, that's God bless you for calling it that. <laughs> that's tough, man. I know a lot <laughs> of people know, like to call it Tommy John, but uh, I call well, what it what happened Frank with Job. I could still throw hard, but I had no control. There was one game, one of the last games I pitched, I threw a one hitter. I, I, it was double digit walks and we lost six to five. I hit four guys. <laughs> wow. They had to have a traffic cop at third base to wave yeah, around I the know. walkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bad. Uh... So you transition out of Little League. Oh, I'm sorry. In high school, you, you dump I sports. A, I just got a guitar. Oh, you got another uh, a guitar I thing? All is dead 19. It's okay to like John Mayer's guitar playing and hate John Mayer. And now, is that your advice to him? Oh, not necessarily. I mean, it's up, you know, just don't hate on his guitar playing. Because he's pretty solid a blues player. Oh, no, he's he's great. He's a great guitar player. Yeah, he, he's Ask he's all the Grateful good. Dead fans who wanted to hate him. Yeah, right. And he hides it well uh, under the whole uh, I'm hot and women dig me vibe. So, you know, in that respect, he's a bit of a... He's a bit of a Justin Verlander of guitar. Yes. Nice. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> wow. Hey, that was pretty good. That, that was, was a, a little... pitch bend. If you have a joke, especially if there's it, or if you don't have a joke and you want it to sound like a joke, you use the pitch bend. <laughs> um, this was yeah, developed keep... at the man show. Keep that um, thing handy. Do you remember the man? <laughs> do you remember the man show with Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla? Sure. Uh, and that guy you mentioned before, the Cesario guy, yeah. uh, he was going to produce the next version of it. That's they so had, funny. They had Joe Rogan and uh, and uh, Doug Stanhope 
to oh, host it. That and is the, the executives. Purpose. Yeah, the executives uh, asked Cesario uh, w- uh, what he would do with the show. And he said he would sit down with Joe Rogan and Doug Stanhope and find out what their strengths were. And that was the end of the meeting. <laughs> what I was going to say, Chet, it's funny you say that, was if you remember the Corolla Kimmel version. Yeah. I worked on the Rogan Stanhope version that killed the franchise. I didn't work with. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was the year. That was the season I worked. And uh, yeah, 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 my buddy Tom Janis got the, uh, was running it um, from, and I knew him from Saturday Night Live, and he hired a bunch of us. And Ray James was one of the writers. Ray um, James, sure. Legendary uh, award show. Yeah, uh, I've done a lot of roasts. Savant Ray James. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, we were, Ray's, Ray uh, is a very good musician. We, we play a lot. And there was a guitar around the table. And at a certain point, he would start punctuating not just his, and I would do it too, other people's with, you know, and it got to the point where you could just, it was almost, it, it, it became the sort of thing that almost becomes detrimental because you'd just be having a conversation and you'd be like, what if he did this? <laughs> and, and you'd just, you'd just laugh. And then if you needed a little bit, for, uh, for my guitar guys, that's a unison bend at the 15th fret to the G on your uh, top two strings there. And if that's... You didn't have to, you you didn't have to tell more, me that. Yeah, if you need a little <laughs> more juice, you want to just go to the double stop and do the bend on the third string. That's if oh. you got a, some really weak shit you need to prop up. Yeah. You got to go... Yeah, um, or you could whip into the uh, Stanley Jordan... Uh, high harmonics way up on the neck. I, I, yeah, that stuff. That unplayable riff brought to you by Mona Visa. Get an <laughs> enigmatic passport picture everyone will talk about at Mona Visa. Now, you're talking uh, the, some of the crazy gigs you've done, and you worked all over, like you say, Mancho, and you're doing things in rooms like that. What, what happens in a room? that that can't get to air what was like your 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 favorite bit or joke that just never made it to oh air? you know what i have a i have a great one i should actually have uh i don't know if you could play this yes we can well i'll tell you what it is uh, it's there was uh about my uh, i was working on Saturday, my first job was saturday night live in 1995 and it was the year uh, that uh, there was a big changeover in terms of the cast. Like it was the Will Farrell cast's first year. And Norm McDon- I was writing for Norm MacDonald on Weekend Update. And he, uh, earlier uh, when I was sending jokes to him, I had sent him, uh, before I got the job, I, I wrote this joke. It was the anniversary of the famous Vietnamese photo of the... yeah girl running through the napalm mm-hmm. and at the time it was a current story that and this is before any of woody allen's the his current uh issues with his daughter but this is when he had just married his stepdaughter what he had married or taken up with sun yi yeah like they were together so that was all that was a current news story this is like 1995 
Yeah, Woody Wait, Allen's uh, life is sort of, you need like a baseball oh, right. So I have to say, so because the, the joke, my God, whatever. It, it's, it's horrifying enough as it is, <laughs> but think of it in that horrifying context rather than the accusations that are, you know, and right. And, yeah, and, no, and, I got you. Whatever. So it was just, uh, we pop up that picture and he says, uh, in gossip news, Woody Allen has a new girlfriend. So, uh, I, I had just sent that to him and, uh, I got a, I got the job the following fall and he does Letterman. And when we go to Letterman, there were two things that are funny. <laughs> he had Norm had this joke that was, uh, Steve Lookner wrote, and it was called, uh, the Mariah, the Mariah Carey Christmas album is out. Happy birthday, Jesus. Hope you like crap. <laughs> like I said, Lookner also wrote my favorite one of my my favorite sports jokes of all time and it was michael jordan will be returning uh it was when he went from baseball to basketball and michael jordan will be returning to uh uh basketball from baseball uh but he is uh he will use his baseball number 46 instead of his basketball number 23 and that which he eventually changed again right uh however he will be going back to his basketball nickname, Air Jordan, instead of his baseball nickname, Senor Crappy. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to cover your mouth in the infield with a glove to say that one. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the Latin infielders cover their mouth so that you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. Do you ever walk off a gig? Do you ever just uh, say this gig's too too weird for me? I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> no. I got really close one time. This is an interesting story because it's a weird, it's a weird one. I'm working on the teen choice awards. I had done, (laughs) I had done it for the host the year before and the producers were Bane Sills and I had a really good relationship with them. I still like the guys. Um, And I worked, so it was just the show they had. And Ray actually worked on uh, for part of that one. Ray James, they named a stadium after him. <laughs> so in Tampa, um, right? So uh, it's ju- it's Napoleon Dynamite and Nicole Richie are the hosts. Now you know what Nicole Richie seemed fine, but her publicist was just one of those like just a Hollywood monster. And look, this is Jesus. It's seventeen years ago now, I think. Um, maybe fifteen or sixteen. So, and at the time, I'm working on two things. I'm also working on a pitch for a movie for Mike Myers with a guy named Steve Korn. And this is what I'm doing during the summer. So at this point, I'm working, a, look, it's, it's just like a lot of, it's not, it's not coal mining, but it is a lot of, uh, it was just a lot of hours at the time. So we're meeting Mike Myers at like nine in the morning, the next morning I'm doing this show and I we're just pitching these ideas and she just bluntly goes, that's stupid. Yeah, brother. Now it's, it's interesting. I, uh, that's the sort of thing that in a comedy room is very easy. You know, when you're with peers. Yeah. It's very, you, you know, just pull out the, you just pull react. out the guitar reason, tremolo. 
Right. And they honestly, one of those back. <laughs> and at this point, I just go, you know what? I got to take a piss and I take off and I go to the office. And it's it's also weird. I've just this is so bizarre. <laughs> My head is all over the place. I've just figured out what I'm going to name. This is 2004 because I just figured out what I'm going to name my son. And I've just like it. So coincidentally, this is on the universal lot. And I'm thinking about, you know what? I'm really fucking pissed to the point where I feel like I'm starting to have one of those like Tony Soprano panic attacks. And I say Tony <laughs> Soprano just because, yeah, I don't think of myself as somebody. It's like, what what is happening to me? Like, why is my yeah. heart beating so fast? Right, right. How come I'm so angry and I can't? Steve Quince, Steve's very successful. He went from SNL to Seinfeld. He's got a deal at NBC. So coincidentally, he is working a 10 minute walk from where I am. And I just call him and he's a good friend. And he goes, look, and this is a Saturday or, or, or Sunday or something, but he's in there just writing our thing. And I go, he goes, look, just come over. We'll meet at the gate. And I have a talk with him and on my way there, Somebody was on the show like Britney Spears. I think it was Britney Spears and a bunch of her fans see my pass and the, they all just start talking, not up, not all of them, but like the forward ones start talking to me and not in any don't, not in any dark like way, but just like, Hey, is she in there? And I'm just honest with them. I go, yeah, I go, look, I can't get you in. Try. I go, look, try to sneak in. Good luck. But you know, and it kind of, and then I see th th there's, it just kind of like humanize. It makes you realize, look, I just had some stupid, you know, yeah, thing that other shit in my life had made set me off. And Steve just talks me down and he says, look, you don't need that. The money you could just walk off. He goes, but you're not that guy. You're not. Yeah. And, and it was like one of the most beautiful acts of just friendship. And so I go back and I go, he's right. And I go, fuck it. I can just, I just do my job. I don't talk to her. I mean, we're standing right next to each other backstage. Now, one thing I would say when I would do these shows, I will bump into people I used to work with, say who I know just from Saturday night live or like just right. guys I used to, they're just, they're people I used to work with. And these are the con the context in which I would see say Adam Sandler right. or Sarah Silverman. I went to college with, I believe I saw her at that show for the first time since then and this night though i'm just kind of like doing my job i'm not right. going out of my way i'm not going out to say hi so i'm backstage now i'm a current snl writer and jimmy i've been writing for jimmy fallon for a few years but i'm doing it from la so right. we, we we've met a few times but i never see him even though i give him you know every week i communicate with him through jokes so he's left the show and he's presenting and I'm backstage where you prep people and he's so close to me with his back turned. I realize I have to say hi to this guy because it will look like I, for some dumb reason, I tried to avoid it. Right. Right. You understand? So I sit, I tap him on the shoulder and I go, I go, Hey, uh, Jimmy, how you doing, man? It's great to see you. And he turns around and sees me. And he goes, now, I don't know him that well. And I've right, had right. great times with him the times we've hung out at Saturday Night Live, but all just complete work. He's a, at best a work acquaintance slash friend who I like a lot. And he turns around and he says to me, 
Frank, oh my God. And he starts yelling. And then this is backstage in like by a teleprompter. So all of the producers, the publicists, everybody's right there. Frank, he start, He goes, this guy is a genius. He wrote, he wrote so many great jokes for me. He goes, oh, I meant to get you a present. He's hugging me. Okay. It's like, it's like how you'd write it. And then he goes, and that the, the publicist now, because Jimmy is the most famous person standing there right now is like with us. So she is, unfortunately, I am drawn into Jimmy's orbit and right. he goes, and I go, I go, he basically asked me how it's going. And I go, and I, I basically look at her and I go, I go, honestly, not great. It's kind of, and I kind of, and I, I'm, I'm like, kind of like including her in the conversation to the point where she feels the need to say to Jimmy, she goes, Oh, like now she wants to be nice to me because the famous right. person loves me. And she goes, uh, Oh, you know, it was just an idea before that we had a, and then I turn to Jimmy and I say this, I do a stage whisper so that everyone, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, a fucking spider just crawled across my desk. <laughs> uh, you do a stage whisper. Boy, you're right. That exterminator stinks. Um, <laughs> so I say to Jimmy in a stage whisper, just so that every person can hear it. I go, I go, Jimmy, well, the thing is when a stupid person calls your idea stupid, it's pretty tough to take. <laughs> nice and just the people who i knew who were producers on the show also like she had made uh, honestly i'm being like kind of a thin-skinned person about they had to deal with her shit like constantly yeah. so these people are doing like spit takes like sure. into their you've coffee. spoken for you've spoken what everybody was thinking so that this person was the was the cog and was it was it the uh the um the uh, monkey wrench in the spokes so i just wanted jimmy to know uh because he had said like i like i wanted to get you a gift you got me the gift buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> presented it on a silver nice platter right there he could tell something was off so he just kind of snickered and let it go <laughs> that's impressive who didn't need to be brought into uh oh hang on a second Kiss fan 99, you want to use nine gauge strings unless you're a total dick. I'm sorry. Back oh, up. yeah. No, the 10 gauge. You don't want to go that far. No. That's bad. That's for like cover bands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you got all the advice you need about writing just from that anecdote. We're going to leap over that section. Uh, that anecdote, which is a killer anecdote, brought to you by hyperbole.com. Each day, a new compliment for your cat from hyperbole.com. You know, it's funny you bring up hyperbole, uh, Chet, because I am, because of your uh, podcast, uh, my cat and I are hyperbole subscribers. And uh, I got to say, we were both very angry this morning, or maybe hyperbole has been hacked, but this morning, it called my cat a Wow. Now I, yeah, I was shocked at the language too, because the thing is, if, if hyperbole had said pussy, it could have gotten away with it. Yeah. Well, you know, they don't have rewrite nowadays. You should know that. Uh -huh. uh, Nobody, it doesn't go through a room or a process. Uh, well, although I, I will say this, 
I don't know what cats actually call it because it could be confusing. All right. I know they're your sponsor, but I'm I'm, so I'm not going to hit them too hard, but they have to get their house in order. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. They got it. Well, you know, uh, look, regardless of what you call them, at least they uh, pee in a sandpit indoors. That's a plus. As far as I'm concerned, uh, now it's time. Oh, this is very exciting, Frank. It's time for the fiery four. The fiery four. These are sports takes hotter than an armed bowling alley owner at the Michigan State House. Whoa, that is hot. I am here with the great Frank Sebastiano, and we are going to run down these fiery four. Bam, bam, bam. Fire number one. Will this 80-game home stadium, no-crowd thing be a legit season for baseball, or will it be like a triple asterisk kind of weird thing? Yeah, I think it'll be, uh, but I still want to watch it, and it whatever. It's a weird once-in-a-lifetime thing, and uh, look, uh, the truth is I might be full. Like, I didn't, did I even mention Minwo Park? from uh, uh from your fantasy second team basement from the dinos yeah I'm he killed say, me last week Wante from the samsung lot my my point is yeah they should do something because they're gonna these south korea look you know how we lost you know we we lost a lot of tech to asia yeah we lost customer service to india we're gonna lose baseball to south korea mark my wow. word wow you um, know they're they're yeah. not they, yeah they're not happy. We took a lot of islands uh, out there during World War II. A lot of them. They're getting back at us now. Uh, yeah. Fire number two. Watching the Michael Jordan doc, The Last Dance. Do you like Jordan more or less? I actually have a real, my real take on this is this. I'm, I'm a little behind. I, I very much like the show. I was a Charles Barkley fan, so I remember him beating those sons. But what a lot of people don't remember is that, well, this is, Danny Manning got hurt that year. He was actually their high scorer and things would have been a lot different, but look, that's part of the game. Uh, What I think about the Jordan doc is it's interesting. It's interesting in this era of the sort of tell all doc that reveals the story behind the story. You didn't know, right? This is a great straight up sports doc about Michael Jordan and he's exposing everyone else right <laughs> those are like in the paper it's not jordan who has to respond it's like steve kerr i had like steve kerr why it was a good thing jordan punched me in the face yeah right or it'll be like you know Ro- you know something with rodman or the, the you know oh dude i i like scotty pippen more whether he was right or not, I feel like right. I know. I like I I know Scottie Pippen more. So yeah, I think it's a gr- it's a good Jordan doc and a great doc about everybody else. Fire number three, three words to the Olympic Committee. You can tell me if you agree or not. Why not bocce? <laughs> when I mean, you go for it. Well, first of all, when you said three words for the Olympic Committee, my first thought was, <laughs> who fucking cares? <laughs> but uh yeah uh my three words to wind up yes 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 that's yeah our, i mean it's got yeah, social distancing yeah, I believe you, have a little, right you have some old italian relatives and oh, that's, many. Our, that's our people yeah. that's our that's yeah. our in fact that that'd be great finally although that would be that would be hard when like well <laughs> what would happen is we'd start off great and then you know 
eventually black guys would be better at us than that too. Well, look, uh, but yeah, but for, I don't know Dominic- about that. Look, Dominicans. Here's the one. Look, Dominicans are going to figure out how to spin a bocce ball. Yeah, but can- the one great thing about it is, uh, it's like curling with no slipping. So uh, I guarantee you, at least the first twenty years or so, like ninety-year-old Italian guys would would be meddling, and that would be worth seeing. Okay. And finally, fire number four. You're the new commissioner of baseball, Frank Sebastiano. What's the first thing you do? I'd uh, look at why every investigation into the Red Sox turns up nothing. I'd, I'd <laughs> ask why why Big Pappy's the only guy who ever tested positive for steroids that they said, oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> that's seriously, that's what uh, I feel like yeah. connections to, you know, at the investigative level of the game yeah have made them immune to uh immune to punishments and yeah something's going on up there because the same with question, the uh, you know. so, somewhat similar to uh to the patriots a lot of their stuff kind of slides off the teflon I, but i would i would argue that the patriots at least are sort of innovators like the, in, the the Patriots are like the CIA. At least they're outsmarting people. Or that's a good slogan for the Patriots. The Patriots, innovators in cheating. That, that would be yes. good. Well, that that's that would work. Whereas with the, the Red Sox, seem to be doing the exact same stuff everybody else does and not get in trouble. Yeah, spoken like a true Yankee fan. Absolutely. That fiery four brought to you by Medieval Knievel, the jousting daredevil. Now, I, uh, I, you know, I have a, I have. If I could just, uh, we're closing up the uh, uh, the guitar thing. I'd say I'd say Madonna or Katy Perry. Uh, hey, hang on, wait. Uh, black guy porn meme sixty nine. Let me ask Chet. Chet, who's the best guitar player for sex? Oh, best guitar player for sex. Uh, I, I'm gonna go. Uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna go deep on you here. The best guitar player for sex. I'm gonna say uh, might be. Uh, uh, wah wah Watson. Okay, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, good. you know, I mean, Johnny Guitar go, Watson. Go with a classic. Um, and I, if, if I could, I have a chick. I have a quick word about uh, Chico's bail bonds. Have sure. you a lo- or a loved one been arrested in or around the El Segundo, California area? Where did your parents go wrong? Figure that out later. Right now, called Chico's bail bonds. Chico accepts all forms of payment, including cash, credit cards, PayPal, and titty flashes. That's right. Titty flashes are accepted as payment from all ladies and men if you're a fat piece of shit with titties. Have you ever seen Dog the Bounty Hunter down a suspect? Well, in addition to being a bit of a pervert, Chico lost a foot to type 2 diabetes, so he's not going to be able to track you down. So if you see a guilty verdict coming, you can always run or even just walk. Chico's bail bonds. Back to you, Chet. Uh, My uh, guest, Frank Sebastiano, sponsor, sponsored by Beige, the color with no holiday baggage. My guest today, the amazing and hilarious Frank Sebastiano. Frank, thank you for coming on. Should we be um, uh, looking for something you may be working on? Uh, what's your what's a project you might be popping up that we could hear your uh, tremendous jokes in? I was going to ask if you had heard about anything. <laughs> it's fucking- well, I'm going to say right here on the podcast then is yeah, where you're getting the hottest Frank it's Sebastiano. Much, it's pretty much over, man. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're fucked. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. Visit jeffcesario.com. He's got an album coming out called What Was I Thinking? That's out this June. Thanks to all of you for listening. Support my sponsor, starburnsaudio.com, and make sure you catch Stuck Inside with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. If you want more of me this weekend, I'll be on that island of plastic bottles in the Pacific calling UFC 250 for Dana White who's starting to make Elon Musk look level-headed. This <laughs> is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain. Frank, give me one of those guitar stings. <laughs> Hello again, everybody. Chet Waterhouse here. Give a listen to my podcast, Play With Pain, right here on Starburns Audio. This week's guest killer comedy writer, Frank Sebastiano. Everyone from Eric Roberts to Erica Rhodes has stepped into the booth. We talk sports. We talk life. Turns out, I don't know too much about either. Uh, Meet my many sponsors, including Throwbacks, the e-cigarette you light with a match, and Exasperilla, the soda that tests your patience. So mosey into Sklarborough country and check me out. This is Chet Waterhouse. Reminding you to play with pain.